Everybody, to another episode of Prado's Lucha Talk. This is Lucito. Jay Aguila. And we're here to talk about wrestling. Um, all things that happen for especially NXT and AW today. Um, before we begin, how are you doing? Everything's good. Everything is great. We want to let our audience know that they can follow the Providence Lucha Talk on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, as well as the Twitter. Also, you can listen to our audio content on uh, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify for those who have Androids. Uh, but yeah, um, I kept my word. Uh, Wednesday, I did not watch AEW. I watched it, um, you know, Thursday morning, mm-hmm. as I promised. And I'm really impressed with, um, you know, National Tag Team Day. I think that's what they declare it. And it was uh, not bad. Not bad at the show. Um, what's your opinion since you watch both NXT and AEW simultaneously? I... I- I appreciate it, and I, I like the concept of the national or basically tag team appreciation day. I like that they highlight it on certain tag teams of AEW as well as the tag teams of the past. And I like that they kind of interview or ask the current tag teams what were either the inspiration or what were their favorite tag teams growing up in the business and stuff. So I like that they you kind of get an insight of how people got their style, like private party. They mentioned that one of their favorite ones was Jeff, Matt Hardy, and Jeff. So you kind of see that resemblance in their style of Pirate Party and them. And I appreciate that. Um, I think it was FTR. Was it FTR? I think it was FTR. Somebody mentioned about... Um, the, no, sorry. Um, Butch and the Blade, they mentioned about the World Warriors. World, so, yeah. So they had a different... They have a certain style compared to them. So I like that how everybody in the present are taking cues from people in the past but making it like the present their own so i like i like that that they kind of highlight on on people in the past and kind of the the hall of famer or the greats of a a a w or w3 altogether for tactic i think it was a good good build up for for this tag team appreciation day it it was definitely good to hear um everybody's um i think um kenny omega was a little disappointment in my personal opinion picking his best friends the elites uh most specifically the um the uh the young bucks i mean young bucks definitely have 15 years of getting names and the one thing that they may never do is you know sign up with wwe and grab those tag team title to actually complete the whole repertoire but um it's never too late for them maybe no uh, you think they're never gonna go go to i mean like think about this right um if they are starting a business with um, that go against WWE, mm-hmm. only way they could join it is like, um, you know, they're probably close to their 40s, 50s, maybe, yeah. and join. That's maybe a possibility that we could see the Young Bucks uh, being part of AEW in a sense. I mean, WWE in a sense, just to obtain a tag team title and then have the full a gauntlet you know of tag teams on on their hands but um no i I think they're doing a great job being the competitor uh they're a major factor of why people prefer to watch nxt i mean um, aew over nxt um you know i'm saying it's just too much for us not to give them props for so um yeah 
uh, Kenny Omega, again, I, I feel like he should have said himself because I don't think there's going to be a, any time in the near future that he's going to win the tag team titles like this. Mm-hmm. So he should have toot his own horn. Yeah, and I think um, I like that um, Hickman mentioned, so like, oh, how come you don't mention us like a tag team? And no, he, he was said, like, oh. I was gonna, he said I was going to mention us, and meaning like we should you know we're the best we're mm-hmm. the best tag team ever but kenny was like no 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 My, our friends yeah our friends yeah. well well technically his best friends are you know they're number one and i'm like yeah they're, they're great you know what i'm saying i'm not well, taking out the title they don't have the title which i like that type of um you know it was like a like a recognition but yeah mm-hmm. a little bit like a fun fact to your face be like hey FTR doesn't have the title, but they're the great. They're a great tag team. Young Bucks are a great tag team title, but you know they don't got. Uh, uh, what what they call again? A uh, rock and roller. Mm-hmm. They they're old and they don't even have the yeah. title. Because so. I was thinking, no. um, kind of kind of rewind a little bit. I was thinking if if they end up getting kind of not the grand slam of tag team titles, but um, the rock, rock and roller express. They've been at, at almost, for example, they. They are kind of like the old school young bucks, so they've been in every organization, and I, I think they won almost every tag team at least once. So I feel like if they could do it, it's a possibility that maybe the young bucks, maybe it could be. There's a chance. I don't think it's gonna happen, but there's a chance. There's this. There's been a precursor for it before, mm-hmm. but um. But I like that this segment of Omega and Hangman kind of like came kind of full circle when FTR basically was FTR young bucks. Um, Art Anderson. Um, Tully Blanchard and the Rock and Roll Express were at the ring. They kind of like brought that up, and I like that. Tully was like, "All right, everybody's kind of tooting their own horn and saying that they're the best tag team ever, but none of you have the title. Omega none of them have. The, yeah, so none I of like them that. have it. And the thing is that it's something that they have to uh, figure out. Like, who is going to be, um, you know, Heyman Page and um, Kenny Omega's opponent for? all out mm-hmm. to me my biggest hope is dark order why dark order because dark order definitely was showing more type of finesse during this match which uh, again the yin yang uh move that they pulled that was well yeah. executed very clean um it was like they show that they have better chemistry uh they show why they, i believe they're the n- number two ranking and and I think they definitely could give more of the traditional heels versus baby face type of match for this pay-per-view. I think, you know, if anybody should do it, I'm putting mine, you know, throwing the hats, dark orders, my personal opinion. True. I, I would I would think somebody like I I especially for all out that's coming up, I wanna see FTR come out of it as champion. I feel like everybody had an opportunity and FTR like they've been in the in the progress, they've been winning and stuff, but they haven't kind of been going against heavy hitters. So maybe next week or the weeks upcoming, we might see them maybe against the Young Bucks or whatever, and end up kind of like moving up the ranks to become number one. Because Dark Order had their chance, Private Party had their chance, um, Luchasaur, um, Luchasaurus and um, Jungle Boy had their chance. So almost everybody had their chance. So even the Young Bucks had their chance to go and try to take the titles from them. So I feel the only people are leftovers FTR. So, but I feel like going on your point of Dark Order, it could be a possibility if Brody Lee wasn't going for that TNT. 
I feel like that'd be too much overload for me. So if I think Brody Lee might be the one that might take the title of Cody. Um, Brody Lee has this, um, I'm going to say this uh, bad luck. You know, he touched mm-hmm. a belt early. Doesn't seem he's going to win uh, the, the championship match. You know what I'm saying? So if he does win the TNT championship, I mean, like, what is a better way to have a full unit in gold than all out that's why i'm more for like hey let's give dark order another chance give ftr versus young buck a match for all out and then the next following up one you know what i'm saying later in i think in october or november then you could go out you know with like ftr going for the championship you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that 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 would be my preferable type of match to witness but if um all out is definitely a great opportunity for everybody to be in gold. Whoever is part of Dark Order, uh, I mean, like you have Anna J might win in the uh, death or death draw. Mm-hmm. You might have uh, you know Brody Lee winning it. Um, Uno and his homeboy winning tag team. I mean, like everything except for the AEW would not be touched by Dark Order, which I think it's a. Mi- it's a great opportunity in my personal opinion. That that's what I'm really trying to say. Yeah, I, I was hoping it was gonna be Sean Spears challenging for Cody's thing after the tag team situation. But I guess we had we have end up Brody. Um I I feel like he's kind of watching and repeating what he did with Moxley with the title and everything, which is fine, but it's just like I've seen that before. And one thing that I I don't know if it's like a thing that everybody says in the industry or whatever, but at the end of his promo, if you go back and see it for um, those who are listening, watching um, on the Burley promo, he said he mentioned something about TikTok. Your time is running out. I feel like that whole TikTok thing, it's been used, either overused or used by a lot of people because we've seen that with The Fiend. Um, Karen Cross uses it. So I feel like there's other words or some other, I feel like not use of thesaurus, but it's just like. I've seen that base. I think that was promos about the same time that the promo of um, Karen Cross. And it was just like, I've seen that in NXT and also AEW. I'm like, use all the words or something to kind of put an end to Cody's era. Kind of like, I don't know. That's the only thing that the only pet peeve I had about his, his promo. I mean, they, they, they don't have restriction. You know what I'm saying? They don't have restriction with the wording. Um, maybe it's something to, um, you know, use as a hashtag to get it, uh, viewership or Twitter, or whatever, social media mm-hmm. to take a look at them uh, over, you know, um, Cranium Cross, who uh, who decided to do a fireball attack on uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, uh, and leaving him nearly blind mm-hmm. on the hospital. Um, you know, well, um, TakeOver is like how many weeks away like takeover is in the 22nd so in two well in 10 days wow in 10 days we're going to see a miraculous healed keith lee maybe wearing like a bandage or an eye patch facing uh, a cross for the Mm -hmm. nxt championship i feel like that's the only way it kind of sucks for karen cross i wish he could beat him like one-on-one like a match straight out and beat him and okay cool you beat him but mm-hmm. i feel like it, it fits this whole fireball thing and everything fits the the character and persona of Cameron cross fine but i feel like 
this is the only way that you could beat somebody of Keith Lee's caliber, sort of. Because everybody pulled the stunt. Because physically, I feel nobody could match up with Keith Lee. Like, he moves like a cruiserweight and hits like a heavyweight. Like, when, um, I think it was when he went against Cargano, he trying to injure his eye with a key. So, mm-hmm. basically, that's his only, like, kind of, like, hair. Like, for example, you know, Samson has his hair. That's his weakness. I feel Keith Lee's his eyes are his weakness. Because nothing mm-hmm. else... Him, but I feel like the eyes and also medium are the weakness, the ways to kind of get to Keith Lee to kind of weaken him a little bit. So I feel like since the medium got done already, the the storyline with the Garganos, I feel that's the only way to kind of weaken Keith Lee and make him seem more beatable. Because if it wasn't for that, I feel like I like Cameron Cross, I like everything he's done, but I feel like without doing that, I don't think he could be able to defeat Keith Lee and kind of take the title for Keith Lee. Yeah, it, it, I think Keith Lee has just so much of a huge superstar. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's the only way he's able to um, get some type of vantage point against Keith Lee. I mean, if this is the way Keith Lee is going to win the title, then, you know, kudos for him. Um, keeping the title, kudos for him. But if Cross win it, then I feel like it's a little bit unfair for Keith Lee because he probably doesn't even have it for more than two months. You sure. know, I I feel like uh, Keith Lee deserved at least six months with a belt before losing it. But if, if the focus is for him to be pushed to SmackDown or Raw, help on, helping out those brands out after being an NXT champion, which is not is pretty common because if you think about it, Andrade, uh, Drew were not long-term champions with the belt. What is the same thing? McIntyre wasn't that sort of, but McIntyre wasn't that long. Um, Bobby Roode. So I feel like the people that that have not experienced but have been in the industry for a while. Yeah, they they move. They move to a different quick, quick, Mm -hmm. quick, and that's something that you know that they're trying to to pull a hail mary with Keith Lee, um, Adam Cole. Uh, maybe uh, Mercedes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other people that's a bit uh, of a veteran and needs to fill in some spot for Raw or SmackDown. I mean, we're, most likely we're going to be seeing it real soon, like later in the fall. I, I don't know when in the fall, but most likely in the fall, we're going to just see them be, be transferred over and just see how that story develop. Uh, but let's go back to AEW. Uh, according to my information here, the ratings were the following. It was do, 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 AEW was 7,900 uh, viewers and NXT was 6,900 uh, viewers. Um, it makes these, sense. I think it, the ratings make sense this week. Um, I mean, I, I still don't know. I mean, I'm not sure because of hockey or basketball that they lost viewership i think it was l- i sorry i think week. it was i think it was because the marketing not because basketball basketball it's happening you know it's almost a playoffs and hockey is almost a playoffs which i get that's why aw unfortunately has to you know change from wednesday nights to saturdays at the moment during playoffs mm-hmm. but i feel the kind of like suspense of marketing that they had last week about like the debate and who's gonna be the mystery person you know what i'm saying like it's a lot of unknowns that was good and also the you had a title you know aw championship match you had basically like not a pay-per-view type card last week but you had a lot of 
heavy hitters last week that I don't I don't think that this week was gonna equal or, or uh, like surpass that of last week. Like this was a good week, but I feel that they still did better than NXT, which is still good. Yeah, but the number again last week was close to like it was nine. It was like yeah, yeah, nine something. And if we're to lose down two hundred, I mean, they had to be a certain current event yeah. that you know our the viewership just dropped. You know, what I'm saying I'm mm-hmm. not sure is it our fans or or people who are big into the uh, political uh, viewership uh, or the sports again. I know that hockey is going through their playoff right now. I know that the NBA is finishing their regular season summer season before their playoff starts um baseball baseball is also back so now that people have different option to view their shows you know what i'm saying or view different shows it's just like hmm what are they going to go with you know what i'm saying so that's really what i'm i'm, I'm really trying to point out uh now i want to say uh one of my favorite matches from last night have to again Evil Uno, Stu Grayson versus the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. definitely like top top three in my book. That match really set the pace. It had a lot of um, potential, a lot of buildup. Um, I feel like I wish there were more. Um, I wish they used the whole twenty minute instead of fifteen. Okay, that's how much I really enjoyed that match. Uh, to you, what was one of your favorite matches from last night, either NXT or from AEW? I would say, just looking at kind of the card here, um, I would say the North American qualifying match between Kushida, Cameron Grimes, and the C- the Mystery Person, which was Velveteen Dream. I feel like that was like the the they're kind of like ace in the hole for NXT and it was a good match overall um but I, I like how what it meant for Velocity Dream coming back and also what they using their NXT is using their superstars to combat the main card for AEW so I really appreciate that match and it was good overall and I, I appreciate that Velocity Dream wasn't the one who won because you're building new people which was good Cameron Grants won that match and it basically built the story between him. It's going to build a story between Belting Dream and Finn Balor. I think potential for next week or the week after that. Hmm. I mean, again, uh, my personal opinion with these triple threat, I guess, is what you said. They're focusing on building stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, stars. Uh, excuse me. That, those were your words. They're building up stars in... Um, to put it for the AEW championship belt, it's just like, dude, you need at least one veteran, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. in it to, and I'm not talking about Priest. I'm talking about like like someone who was a previous champion to give it more type of a, like uh, an eye candy. Yeah, I, think, I think it might happen because the there's two spots. So basically it's a five-man ladder match for the North American. So we have Bronson Reed, and we have um, Cayman Grimes and we have Damian Priest. So we got three. So the, all the two that are qualifying are the people that didn't get pinned for the, the matches. So we're going to have next week, it's going to be Johnny Gargano against um, Rich Holland. And that match had to get um, re-recorded twice because there was a botch that almost injured Gargano. So I don't think they're going to put that in 
the show or edit it out. And then we're going to have as well as Finn Balor against Velveteen Dream. So whomever comes out of, you know, two out of the four people that are there are great. And two of them, as a Finn Balor, um, were former champions. So it's going to be a good thing for, for that. And whoever goes in, it's going to bring the star power for that main event card for NXT TakeOver 30. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, again, it, it's just not it's just not my eye candy. You know what I'm saying? Seeing like not one big name in there. I do know that with Valentine Dream, Finn Balor is going to be challenging him too for a takeover match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a well card uh for entertainment uh purposes because you know they're two big names. Uh maybe out of the two, they could be contendership for the AEW um uh, NXT championship belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I could definitely see that uh being about. Um, right now, um, NXT definitely need to pull something out of their ass, at, at least for the tag team. You know what I'm saying? Give me some good yeah. announcement for their tag team so I could be at least more invested in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like for that one, for the tag team, they kind of not hold, they it's a stable. I feel like Imperium's are a champion and Unisputed are gonna face them for the title. I feel like that's a okay match because. You also have, you don't want too many things going at the same time because you have the Pat McAfee, Adam Cole situation. So you don't want to, you want to get on the spirit era involved, but not too involved that they're out of the picture. So you have Imperium there. Then you have the North American, the five way, which is good. Then you have the EO and Dakota, um, Dakota Kai match. That's going to be another good one. I feel the promos are going, are doing well. And I feel like I just want more from EO, especially for promo wise, but and ring stuff doing great and for what's the other one and for karen cross and keith lee i feel like they given some importance to the cruiserweight championship i think the next person that might be contender wise might be um isaiah swerve scott going against um santos escobar so i don't know it's a new era for swerve hopefully he's become successful but i don't think it's his time yet i think he's gonna you know give escobar a good run but i think he he needs for me escobar needs to hold that a little bit longer than potentially moving on to with his boys you know triple a boys andrade or whomever and into raw smackdown interesting very interesting i'm seeing i'm seeing something very interesting that, that caught my attention and i'm not sure if i is it the YouTube or anything? But I guess um, next Wednesday we're not gonna have uh, TNT Dynam- uh, AEW Dynamite. Correct. Correct. Um, so mm. AEW is gonna be showing All Out from last year on YouTube at between eight to ten. So I feel that's a, not a good strategy, but it's a way to take eyes off TV from USA for NXT, and it's gonna be on Saturday instead because of the playoffs so i feel like mm. they are doing the smart thing i feel like they're building enough archives video archives like w is doing i think last week they show SummerSlam. i think it was in you know, a tuesday or wednesday or something for fs1 Tuesdays. um so they so at least aw is building enough archives to buy time or kind of like put something on tv so they stay relevant so i feel that's a good way to combat so basically if you think about it monday before raw they have the tournament, the deadly draw. On mm-hmm. Tuesday, 
basically AW Dark literally is better than main main event show. Um, okay. So you have that, and you kind of have Impact, but that's kind of that's an alternative. But basically, you have Impact, but Dark is good. Um, then Wednesday you're gonna have the All Out. Then Saturday you're gonna so basically AW is almost in every day of the week, which is good, and they have enough thing to showcase for for it. But I feel like they after the playoffs are done because this this is a different year for basketball playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if this is gonna be the norm, now AW knows what to do and just in case the playoffs happen or make this aw show more not more important but rating wise more than basketball find a find a formula something that could do either a better day a go against sports or something to in order to combat WWE and basketball so they don't have to be bumped up because if you think about it mondays and mondays and fridays smackdown raw there's no sports taking it away you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, basketball, basketball, hockey, and baseball are the. But three you think sports. about it, like for when sports happen and stuff on USA, they on Mondays you normally have football and you know baseball, whatever. They still go on on TV on Mondays. So AW needs to do something, find a formula or some type of ratings for certain days or like calendar wise to elevate the ratings to either be better negotiating. Or find something to if you're gonna do, for example, when basketball season starts, if it continues like this, take over Saturdays and do AW those Saturdays for like a month or so. You know what I'm saying? So find a formula that fits I, good for them. But Saturday is not really much of a great date for that. And the True. reason why, because the weekends everybody's just using to, you know, do the errands, do traveling, do whatever their personal need, mm-hmm. and they're away from the TV. So Saturdays is not really an ideal date for them now if they try to go for friday that's a whole different story because yeah. then more people would prefer to watch aew or smackdown personally that's you know what i i hope for but the way how i see here um what we're going to be seeing for august 22nd is the final match ftr versus private party uh, I think that's a good opener, in, in my personal opinion the elite versus uh ronaldo silver and angels or number five whatever they Man. want to call them uh we're gonna have the deadly draw finals as well on this saturday which is really good uh lucha's brothers versus uh butcher and the blade versus jurassic express and the uh night natural nightmares of cody natural nightmares so yep. i guess that's so um uh what's his face i i, I know his dustin Rhodes and um dustin Rhodes, chris yep. marshall mm. Damn, they really butchering that match because, like, I could definitely see like Lucha Bros and but- Butcher and the Blade, man. That's that's like an easy W right there. Yeah, but the Natural um, Nightmares they they've been doing well in AW Dark, so they're building some momentum and kind of remember when QD Marshall went away for a little bit to train again um, with DD, um, DDP. So so, so now pro- he's still working on his um, Diamond Cutter. And also, I think the the match that they had on on Tuesday, they won it, and it was good. It was a good match overall. So I feel like it's it's gonna be these. I feel they're trying to not buy time, but more people in the ring, less injuries, and you get to showcase everybody. So at least everybody has enough TV time in the roster, you know. And then uh, lastly, we have Cody and Brody Lee for the TNT title. Uh, that's gonna be happening on twenty second. Okay, so so if this is happening on twenty second, that means that. 
Brody Lee would not be his opponent for All Out, which means that or Brody Lee have, could be the champion by All Out. By All Out, uh, you hmm. never, you never know. Okay, so my second favorite match, I have to give it um, in funny that sits in order. It's definitely the Cody Rose versus uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, well pasted. I feel like everything was going uh, pretty equal since these guys are a little bit much older, have some similarity style. Um, I wish the result was different, but mm-hmm. at the end, Cody Rose came out with the W. Um, not too fond of it because one, um, uh, Scorpio, guy, uh, Scorpio Sky was my guy. Uh, the announcement team were were also rooting for Scorpio Sky because he will be the first African American to be not only the first, uh, you know, person to win the tag team uh, championship, but the first but, champion of the they have in their company, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. SEU were the first, but also they he was going to be also the first African American to have a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, championship belt underneath him, which I thought you know the opportunity was there, similar to uh Sonny, but um, you know, I guess Cody has some big plan happening, it might be against uh Matt um Cardona Cardona or, or maybe Sean Spears that that wouldn't be bad, maybe. I mean, like, how about Tony Starks? I would like to Tony Starks to go at Cody Womp. Once again, that match was really entertaining. Uh, yeah, but I feel opinion. like if Starks gets a rematch or a retry for that division title, mm-hmm. I would like to because we've already seen what him and Cody does. Great promo, good everything. But I feel like either rotate somebody out, like kind of like change hands in the title. So let's say Mark Cardona against Starks will be good, or even Sean Spears, Sean Spears against Mark Cardona will be good. You know what I'm saying? So like have other stories rather than Cody, but I know commentary was pushing um, Cody in this match because they were, he's the prince of wrestling. I'm like, he's not the prince of wrestling. And his dad, and his dad is, wasn't the king of wrestling either. So it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. It's just a weird it's commentary. Triple H is calling himself the king of king. Who, who, I mean, I feel like, I feel like personally, he has full rights for them to call him the prince of wrestling because again the king of wrestling is already taken you know what i'm saying the mm-hmm. emperor with the rick flair triple h mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it, it, but i feel like prince. seth either seth or randy Orton are more more of a prince of wrestling than cody is i know he comes from lineage and stuff but i know rko you know it's he got the legend killer so but i even seth Rollins, i will say not the prince but i, I feel like that's more like it came basically he's following triple h's footsteps so i feel like he's kind of like yeah but he he's going with the slayer you know what yeah. i'm saying randy orton is going with the killer um so i i, I can see why calling him the prince of wrestling it's not a bad name because the business is young you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. he's doing a hell of a job and um i i i think there's not much you could ask for uh, from him than just you know be more consistent you know what i'm saying true I, I i think that's what makes him more different than everybody else um seth Rollins again he's the beast slayer he's the king slayer he's the messiah slayer mm-hmm. he's all type of slayer you know what i'm saying roman reign the big dog um 
uh john moxley the the lunatic or the unhinge yeah. whatever you want to call them uh so it, it's just show you that they have different you know type of um but kind of like talking about uh moxley do you do you appreciate moxley's um fake out and kind of like attack on mjf i, I really smart him yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate i really enjoyed mjf promo mm-hmm. i know we talked about on last week about um me bringing him not copying people but he copied whatever um matter of the fact whatever but i appreciate the promo and i like that he's kind of like hitting home on certain things that moxley does because basically he came over from WWE to aw he kind of not given the title but i'm most likely behind the scenes it's like one of his things like i want to be potentially a title holder eventually so they kind of gave him you know the red carpet and here you go but i like that he brought that up and kind of like kind of teasing him and stuff but i, I like that moxley came out of nowhere and kind of did paradigm shift on him and it, it was good it was a good, good showcase and it was quick and it, it i don't know if he mjf might play injured for until all out because he said his i think his shoulder hurt whatever but we'll see i i think mjf he could he could pull it off and especially doing promos and stuff that to buy time until until all out um the i think what we're gonna get from what we, what we're gonna get from mjf is that he promised that he's going to be consistent to aew and even though he physically will not be in the ring I could see him just being um, present mm-hmm. in, you know, with a video package, you know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, I had to boost up my uh, defense because, you know, we don't want any more incident occurring, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening uh, yeah. from from them. Um, well, do I you agree? Def- do you agree, with MJF, that we as AW need better or better leadership? Or do you think it's running fine uh basically you know the whole his whole campaign is basically like we deserve better new leadership you know mjf 2020 i mean like this is just a mock-up against what's going on with the actual political you know true uh stuff that's going out there so um me is like um uh you know is a double standard not on not only on the leadership of john moxley but also what's going on in the world real world that we only have two options right now between uh trump or biden and neither of them is very favorable to any of us per in my personal opinion uh because you know it's just mayhem so i think you know the mjf was running for the actual presidency of the united states if he was 35 years old um I think he would have won it. People would literally Pro- promo wise will be he'll kill he'll destroy. Both oh, of them. oh my god, crazy! But I feel like him taking like you mentioned stuff that happened, kind of current events and stuff. He keeps it relevant, fresh, mm-hmm. and kind of like pertinent to what's going on in the world. But mm-hmm. I feel like he has a point. I like when people take, especially in promos and stuff, think they uh, take things for some the John Cena and uh, CM Punk situation when kind of it when through re- reality stuff same thing with um new day and the usos when they brought up like reality stuff into the ring so i appreciate his stuff and i feel like i just want to see what aw would look like with somebody new you know what i'm saying we already have everybody you know we had the retro people jericho we have cody we have maxley so 
basically you already had your first of everything. So now let people from within show you what kind of like what NXT is, you know, doing like they, they, they show it quick showcasing you and giving you new people and different titles just to see what they could do. Cause if not, it's, I feel like it's going to be very stagnant, very like routinely kind of like what we have in WWE. I mean, we got, uh, I, if MJF beat Don Moxley, it's not going to be a bad thing mm-hmm. for the business. Uh, Don Moxley continuing being champion is also not going to be a bad thing for the business because, you know, he's being more, uh, uh, right now his record is 16 and one overall career is 21, two and one. Uh, it, it definitely shows he is a fighting person. You know what I'm saying? He's competing all day, every day, as much as he could. Uh, if, you know, as long as he's healthy or not getting the Rona uh, and whatnot. So with MJF, his record shows that he's 10 and one this year. Overall, he's 13 and two. And of course, the two, he was not uh, pinned or submitted throughout those tag team uh, matches. You know what I'm saying? That, sure. Those were his uh his losses uh throughout his career were because of tag team mm-hmm. so we're, we're definitely getting some top-notch uh competitors for the heavyweight for all out i'm really excited for it uh we're just going to continue to have someone who's a badass and if you know john moxley uh, again versus scorpio sky i would not be mad about that idea but, but wouldn't MD- that i'm just curious wouldn't that defeat the purpose if you couldn't beat the mid card champion, what you know what I'm saying? Like not stepping stones, but it's just like if you couldn't beat the like TNT champion, what makes you think that you could beat the AW champion? Uh, I'm just for me, all, just kind of like just not logic, but it's just like not stepping stones, but I I would think the AW champion is not greater than the TNT, but it's just like it's it's different levels. So I feel like it it's just different. So I'm like if you couldn't defeat him one makes him think that because again uh scorpio sky is a superstar you know what i'm saying okay. and if it's if it's if he was not able to beat the tnt champion for the belt which i think again, might be easier than moxley i think okay uh that's personal opinion but uh because it, it's wednesday it's wednesday night and mm-hmm. you know cody is going through the streak right now he's 17 18 and 1 because of this win over scorpio sky you know what i'm saying they're trying to make cody look as best as possible and that's that's marketing that's obvious that that's what they're aiming for and i'm not mad about that however if john moxley needs a certain replacement right someone who's decent on the mic a great wrestler and has a unit behind him. That's again. MJF. That's MJF or that's Scorpio <laughs> Sky. Yeah. Either two will be a good runner-up for the belt. Now, if you want to throw in Lance Archer for it again, I wouldn't mind that. If you want to see if Warload want to go against John Moxley for the belt, I wouldn't mind that. Um, yes, it does sound like I'm rooting more for John Moxley to be MJF, but you know. Until J- MJF actually pulled this win, you know, that's that's who I'm going to still make prediction for as the current AEW champion. You know what I'm saying? For TNT championship is like, I will love for Cody just to just stop this nonsense. OK, like there's some weeks that he's not even defending the belt. He's doing tag team match mm-hmm. or he's doing some something else that, you know, he's not being consistent with his open challenge match. And it's not really much of an open challenge because. 
I mean, it is an open challenge, but it's not like the traditional ones that we're used to where, you know, he will be in the ring then and, then hit, and then the person will shut up. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, yep. it's way different. Now it's like, yeah, we're boom. We're doing this match now and boom, we're really going to kick your butt and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But I feel like, like most of the people are calling their shots. So if you look at, you know, at the people that he faced, most of them called the shots or even were surprised, which was good. But I feel like the open chance situation, I don't think it's going to happen. It, it might continue, but I don't think we're not going to see any new surprise entrance to the TNT because, you know, like we mentioned last week, um, NWA is starting over, Ring of Honor is starting over. So a lot of people are going back to the regular jobs. So I don't think people either are free agents or want out of their contracts because they are renegotiating, kind of opening back up. So I feel like the stars that are kind of like free agents or available are slim to none. I think the only one that might be available is, um, I think I have it here. It is, uh, just give me one second. Um, we have somebody looking for, WWE is looking for Jeff Cobb. He was in AW before, then he kind of was a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. So WWE's kind of offering a contract for him. So we'll see what happens. But I feel like there's nobody else available. So I feel like we might see more people either from Dark moving over or like different people over. But I feel like the title that we haven't seen in a couple of weeks is the FTW. What happened to that and that story overall? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, Brian Cage? Yeah. Like, what, like I know he, he kind of like, you know, tapped out, whatever. But yeah. I, I was expecting that title to be defended or kind of not be like a like a journey title, but it's just like he well, there's nowhere I to mean, be found, you know? I mean, like maybe he's recovering because, you know, it was his bicep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Maybe it was a, uh, you know, they just don't want him putting his face out there at this moment. It, it's a common thing because, like, if you're going to bring up uh, the FTW, I'm looking at the roster right now. I want to know. What the hell happened to Hybrid Two? Hybrid they were, Two. They they were um the, those are the ones that lost against Nightmares um on Tuesday. Nightmare um word natural Cause, nightmares. Yeah, because I missed watching them on Wednesday. Yeah, you know they were, they were good, but they 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 kind of not build them back up, but they they had a so far a losing streak. So I feel like people are building their momentum's back up in AW Dark. And another thing too is like. Uh, proud and powerful. Why ain't they? You know, Best doing... that's the story for now. It, it, it's just like things like that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I feel like we're really missing some like uh great opportunity for these ta- like actual tag team, the ones that won mm-hmm. belts out of AEW win belts. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it uh, SEMA uh, of strong art hearts. Yeah, they. I think they. I don't know. I haven't seen them in a while. Oh my god, there's like so many yeah. people I'm looking at this list right now that I'm like, yo, where they're at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Either they th- in dark or they just putting them on hold kind of and I feel like SummerSlam a um SummerSlam and actually take over and allow are kind of like resets kind of. So after they build the entire I guess half year to this, not a not SummerSlam too much, but basically all those companies get to that point and kind of reset from there on. So I feel like we might see more faces or different stories or trajectory from different people's stories so i feel like just be patient i feel the good thing that came out out of all this is that aw finally had a crowd which was good i think i feel like it it gave a different um 
like cinematic and stuff to see people there, which is they said it's invited guests, so probably family, friends, whatever. But I like that mm-hmm. they're doing that, and I like that they have a stadium to if they end up doing something with the stadium. I think they were doing Davies Place, so it's the smaller section. But if they do something bigger, they have the stadium to either invite friends or family or whatever, and just be cautious. But I like that they finally started bringing people over. So and I think eight um raw and smackdown after this week is going to start being recorded live so i don't i don't know how that's going to start looking well i mean they're, they're going live or being recorded they're going to be live after this i think this week and basically after SummerSlam, it's going to mm-hmm. start live i mean hopefully i mean is it going to help their numbers not really but you no. know it's not like they're going to change my mind no. the only way they're going to smack i'm going to get me is i could see more biggie you give me more biggie mm-hmm. I, i'll definitely will you know make some time for him and him only after that there's nothing more nothing less i would care to witness from that um so uh let's talk about other events from aew that occurred right so we talked about what's going on next week uh do be do due to the playoff you know they're moving into saturday so we mm. talked about that uh the obligation match um orange cassidy getting that big win against uh chris jericho uh a sloppy win but uh win is a win and yeah. i feel happy for orange cassidy what's your opinion it was it was a good match um i was watching side by side with um nxt i feel like the, the finish was a little sloppy but it's now i'm saying it's orange cassidy but i don't expect perfection or style wise it's just i feel like it fit orange cassidy but i think do you think it's gonna be jericho orange cassidy part three or you think this is it go each of them um, have one win each yeah there's a tiebreaker man you you just said it there is a tiebreaker possibly um maybe i mean like well here okay so what about the big fuss about like jericho doing the concert and stuff like I think he took the test and it came out negative, and that's why he had the match. What's your thoughts on it? I think this was recorded before he went over the weekend. So what we're seeing, live. yeah, but but, I'm saying, live- but, like, but I, if it was live, then I guess he passed and he didn't have to quarantine or whatever. But I feel like he sh- business is business, so he gotta make you know he's making he got. Jericho, he's basically two businesses in one. He's Chris Jericho, the wrestler, and Fozzie, Chris Jericho, the performer entertainer. So if that opportunity showed up and he did it, fine. But just when he came back to the um, for the wrestling, I feel he got tested and he passed, passed everything. Yeah, but, everything and the, the thing that's negative. crazy, I think I heard he was, he was that concert. I think he was what I heard. He was the opening act. You know to who? Smash Mouth. I was like, really? I was like, okay, sure. I guess the people, I think it was North Dakota, South Dakota, I guess they like Smash Mouth. Good for them. Yeah, They're, they're a good band, but I'm like, um, Fozzie's pretty good. Like, I feel like they, they should have been more than a opener, but it was it was good. But it was just, I, I don't know. I, I Like, I feel like him being kind of like uh, the face of the company, one of the faces of the company, I feel like he should be more like strategic with the decisions he makes as a performer overall i mean hey um he he did what he had to do you know what i'm saying he showed up uh i guess he didn't have to pay the seven thousand dollars for a stupid jacket um 
the the match i'm looking at the play-by-play because again because of the youtube it was you know taken off by uh i think was like midnight uh mid um noon time today mm-hmm. So I couldn't really finish watching the whole thing. So I'm just reading play by play right here. It seems like it, 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 you know, he, you know, he got the cradle, mousetrap cradle on Jericho. Which is weird. It's very, I'm surprised that either he knew that or it was like, I don't know. That was like a specialized wrestling, like pin kind of, you normally see schoolboy roll-ups or whatever, not this type of like technical stuff. So I get props to over scarcity and his training, but if it was all him, Props if Jericho was like, oh, finish it this way instead, either way. But it was like weird finish, but it fit Orange Cassidy as like, because he basically was hit with a blow blow before he got the roll up. So it was a good way for him to like get a quick, dirty pin and bye, go. But um, I feel like watching side by side, I feel like the Velveteen Dream moment, I feel like exceeded this main event and also the Finn Balor at the end. But it was it was a good main event for for all intention purposes, but we might see. I think I hope they do a a part three, either all hour before. Um, I think all hour would definitely be a great way to give a happy uh, ending for this rivalry. Um, I would like to see more of. Um, I want to see you know again, uh, you know more, more out of you know the proud and powerful as well as Sam, Sam Gavarna. So I'm predicting Sammy and Matt Hardy definitely going to have a match on mm-hmm. All Out. Well, he says in 10 something, days. Yeah, so I think he might have something not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Because the next two Saturday, they, they're not, the next two Wednesday, they're not on TV. They're, he said the second or something like that. Yeah, know. so, but I think um, we might see a different side of Matt, which is good. And I kind of talking about Sammy, I, I really appreciate and enjoy the segments that he's doing the cue cards while there's commercials so they don't waste time and he's basically cutting a promo without saying words which is excellent and it's a great way for him to get on people's like couches or like whoever's watching it and also get his point across against um matt hardy and i think it was it was great overall i i I like he started doing that for the past two weeks since he came back so it's a good way for to maximize screen time and between commercials and stuff. So which I I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, another thing who I really appreciate showing up today is um, Michael um, Chioda. You know, uh, thirty years plus in the wrestling business, uh, being referee, and um, I was really impressed that they were able to have him for the Jericho match, which is was really, again really really impressive um i think interviewing him was pretty good um i think him and i think they also picked up earl from wwe as well okay um in aew so it it definitely seems like they're doing a good job in educating like new referees and how you know it's done in the business because aubrey matt and two other guys that they have uh, that younger they're doing a good job but I think, you know, they could probably rotate get people more. out. Yeah. And also, yeah. You, you give everybody a break, too, which is pretty good. And yeah. And you Definitely. could do um, people like that, like Chiyota and stuff. Um, you could do more of um, like pay-per-views or something more main stage. I know Obi Edward's doing great. And also, she's one of the hosts for um, uns- um, Unrestricted. Like, they're 
podcast and stuff. So I feel like she's very involved. So, but it's having all the people in the roster is good. So you could rotate out, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if they're going to do on, on Tuesdays, like nine or 10 matches. So you could rotate out referees and stuff. And depending on the level of like veterancy that you need for to be for the matches and stuff, especially for, for the guys. All right. So, um, so again, um, all out. We're definitely seeing a Sammy versus Matt Hardy. We're probably going to see the tag team championship be defended. Of course, we're probably going to see uh, FTR versus Young Bucks. Uh, uh, Cody Rose might have a match for the defending the TNT championship, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, in stone we do have uh, John Moxley versus MJF. Now, my question to you is: Heelish. Um, uh Sheeta, the women's uh, uh AEW champion, um, who you think it's going to be her opponent? Because I don't think Britt Baker is gonna be it. Um, who do you think might take that uh that you know uh competitor up spot for the challenging spot for, for Sheeta? Um Ivelisse? or somebody of that um uh, you gotta you gotta <laughs> throw some more detail like you, you just I feel like because I feel like she's the only person that hasn't faced Irakushita we had Diamante she lost we had either I would say Te Conti or Ivelisse because everybody has had at least one chance against the champion um we also have um Nyla um Nyla Rose I feel like we've seen that already and it, it's like I don't want to see that again especially at, at a big pay-per-view I feel like if Ivelis and Demente are unsuccessful in the tournament mm-hmm. I feel like you still have at least because it's September 5th, um, 5th it's all out so at least you have two or three weeks to build some stories so I feel like she has one of the most ex- she's one of the most experienced one in that division I know she lost against Diamante mm-hmm. but I feel like them working as a team and kind of like her building kind of like she could do a couple of matches and dark and stuff and build up winning streak mm-hmm. into it and kind of like challenge her or do some promo stuff. I feel like she has a skill and promo and also in ring that could match up well. And I, f- I feel like that'd be an interesting matchup because I feel like nobody else in the roster that I could think of off the top of my hand that it's worthy or has like I want to see it no out because the only one I don't want to repeat Nyla Rose, it could happen, but eh. Ariane not there yet, um, and maybe Taya Conti. She could basically go from the tournament into challenge to to Irakuchira and all out. That that'll be something different, or even Anna J. One of those three. Mm, okay, fair. Do you have anybody I mean, in in mind, or just like kind of? Honestly, that division is tough. That's the thing. It's like it, 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 you you just took the word right out of my mouth. I I, I can't Randy? predict. I, no, you see Randy? that's a. Randy Rose. Brandy's like, more about the tag team than yeah. more of the freaking uh, single because she's zero and zero yeah. for a single in general. Like overall this year, yeah. zero zero. So because we get Bert think- Baker, Bert Baker and Big Soul at all out, so that takes two of them out. So the only person that's available is Donald Rose and whoever loses out of the tag team tournament. So it's just like unless if Chris return, I don't Chris think does- an injury like that. I don't think she might do something like that. Um, what Moxley did on the chips and stuff, she might come and like do one of her moves or something against Riho at the after the match, and just kind of like do Sheeta? call her call her sorry yeah call her shot then like that. But in ring stuff, no. I think that if anything, that'll be good setup. Do a sneak attack after the match, then build the story from then. 
That is also true. It's so many options, guys, for us to to wait and see and what could occur for us in the near future. Um, and I really covered more of the AEW side. Uh, let's just talk about, you know, hypothetical or maybe our top five. Top five favorite tag team. Um, I know this is something that you didn't prepare for, but you I'm know, let's prepared. go. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how it goes. So let's, uh, my number five. I'm going to go with the Dudley Boys. Okay. Dudley Boys are multiple time champion in different organizations. They have been to similar to uh the rock and rock and rollers. Uh, you know, they've been everywhere, won actually every championship except for the AEW, which is the newest business uh since uh, you know, both uh, Devon working for WWE and Bubba, I think he's still doing the TNA or Impact. You know, it's hard for them to, you know, to join AEW, but uh, they've been everywhere, done everything. Uh, I think you cannot have them not in your top five list. True. Who's your your number five? Um, It's tough. Um, I would say... I don't want to add too many people from that that were talked about. Yes, you know, yesterday we had they talked about um, Young Bucks and all those people. I would say my number five um, on this spirit era. They have wow. Okay, that's they, that's a young one. Okay, it's, I will say um, not. I will say of all time. I feel like they're balanced. There's four people. You could switch them. You know, different styles. And it gives kind of like a hint of what's current. Um, and they've been very dominant of their time as champions all together in NXT. And we got to see what they've done, what they're going to do in the future and Raw and SmackDown. But individually, before they were successful together, in this period they were successful. So I would say number five, they're pretty good on this period era. On this period era, okay. Okay, so my number four, I'm going with the uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Uh, hell of a team. Uh, badasses. Uh, you got two guys that, you know, had similar styles, you know what I'm saying? Um, but individually, they were like megastar together. They still did what they had to do. Um, I, I like I'm pretty young, but looking at like the history of you know Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and how they were able to overcome a, a lot of diversity, I have to put them on my number four. Um, I would say number four, since I have a little new, not newer, but it was kind of like last minute put together. I would say, um. Edge and Christian. Uh yeah, they're in my honorable mention, but yeah, Edge and Christian this is definitely a good one. Um, they they went from basically going from Gangrel as a group to being together, fighting against each other, being together. So I feel like they have good chemistry, and their promos are amazing and they're funny. And especially at the era that they came out, they knew how to kind of do well in the attitude era, which was great. Okay, I give you that. I definitely give you that. I'm going to go with the oh, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm about to share something with you once we finish with our list because this this list right here I found is so ridiculous. Uh, Undertaker and Kane is my number three. Uh, it's between them or Stone Cold and Triple H. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The powerhouse man. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what you had was like uh, these big guys who are able to do crazy things not only with the ropes, but they had power. They had speed during the prime. Um, I think it was pretty hard for teams to defeat them uh, in during their time on during the uh, Attitude Era and during the uh, Golden Era as well, which is I think it was like 2002 to 2009 or something like that. Yeah. So it, it was like it was a really um, uh, fulfilling. Um, they fulfill a big role as a team then focusing on their own single starship. So um, I'm going to put, you know, uh, Kanan Undertaker, uh, Bro- Brother of Destruction, as my number three. Cool. I see that you're going a little bit retro. I'm, I feel like you're doing old school. I'm doing new school. Um, I would say number three that I have here, they were more of a faction. Um, they could, you know, it's a three-man group. Um, they are all, um, super technical and athletic. I would say the group of Shelton Benjamin, Haas, and Karango. That's a, wow. That's okay. That's a good, I would say up there. People don't talk about it. They're kind of like sleepers, but they were a good kind of like, kind of taking it from the Shelton Benjamin, they're the gold standard of tag teams for wrestling. Um, I think they're, they're pretty good. And I like any, of the two, two out of the three combinations, they I feel like they all mimic each other, and it's like a good, um, like I feel like if I if I had to make a team, I'll use them as like one of my my tag team faction. Okay, fair, fair. Um, number two, um, number two is God. Now, now it gets good. Yeah, because I was like, which one? I was like, which one? He's not gonna say, so I don't repeat. And like, it's good. I mean, we could repeat. Nah. We could like, I agreed with yeah. some of your list too, because yeah. if anything, like, they're switchable. But mm-hmm. like, since I'm more in, like, I remember more. Since I took a break yeah. from like 2004 to 2000, I'm gonna say 11 from wrestling. Okay, I cannot really say much of the newer generation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do know that Christian and Edge were still a thing. I still could say, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, the Dudley. No, yeah, the Dudley were doing their thing in TNA before they split up. Uh, you know, there were not a lot of a tag team that came to mind. Kofi had a uh, Kofi and um, Tyson Kidd. You know, they were a faction. Cesaro had to join with Tyson Kidd as well. That was another faction. So there was not a lot of, like, unity. You know what I'm saying? Ray Mysterio with Eddie Guerrero. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's my second. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. So my, damn, I got three teams that I could switch over for one. Like, two are tied for sure for second. The first one, I think I'm. I'm I'm like like stone with it. So that that doesn't so my oh, people gotta help me out. So my two is tied with the Lucha Bros and the New okay. Day. Those two are like tied for second in my book. The reason why, uh Lucha Bros, you know, um I'm gonna say they have about 10 plus years as a team. 
mm-hmm. uh, killing it in all you know Latin wrestling uh, venues as well. Independency, uh, their style is impeccable. Uh, they're definitely able to do m- amazing things uh, together as a crew. They are covered in gold wherever they go as well, except for AEW currently. But soon enough, soon enough, I could definitely see them in, in gold. But then the New Days, a team that was uh, formed back in uh, 2012, I'm, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. where it's just like uh, the career of one guy was on the line, a veteran who was looking for something new. And then you had this other person who was put it on the sideline after winning his Intercontinental Championship. Uh, no, I lied. I think... It, I think it was a little bit later in the year. I don't think it was 2012, maybe like four, 14 or 15 now that I think about it. Uh, so, but, you know, that was the scenario, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and these guys are the longest reigning tag team champion in WWE history. Uh, they're close enough for beating the Dudley Boys record with more tag team wins. Um in the WWE history, they had hell of a match for our gen, uh, newer gen- generation, especially with the opponents of the USO, who uh, is who's are in my honorable mention, as well against uh, the uh, Bludgeon Brothers. I think you know New Day did a great job working with them. Uh, so that's why Lucha Bros, New Days, those are tied for my number two. All right, I have a couple. So I mentioned, yeah, um, I was in my number two since um. I always enjoyed Remisterio and stuff, but him and Remisterio. Basically, I would say the Guerrero family. So Chavo and Eddie Hector. or or Hector. Eddie and, and Remisterio, they, that's a good combination. And they the few within the family kind of they were against each other, then with each other. So I, I like the whole kind of like that that brought over the Mexican style of wrestling mm-hmm. into main main stage. So they went from basically from cruiserweights to heavyweights. And they, I like, you know, Red Mysterio became becoming the basically the lightest heavyweight champion ever. It was good. Same thing with um, Eddie, but them as a tag team, they they did pretty well. And I will say my number one, um, I will say DX. Um, Interesting comedy, their individual stuff, great all together. There's other other teams kind of honorable mention that there's kind of like. Not so you're just five. talking about just Shawn Michael and Triple H? Yes. I, w- okay. I would not say, like, um, New Age Outlaw, nah, not for me, but I prefer DX as, like, Shawn Michael and Triple H as a, as okay. a team. There's okay. other teams okay. that, you know, that came to mind while we kind of, like, talking about it, like, um, Beer Money, they're pretty good from Impact. <laughs> yeah. um, we had Motor City Machine Guns are currently the Impact champions. Um, they kind of, like, won it back in the day, I think 10, 12 years ago, coming back now. And winning again, that's another good one. Um, a little old school kind of the Heart Foundation, the kind of the standard of wrestling. And and it's not like we didn't I didn't want to put them, but yeah. again, this is like my list. Yeah. And I again the Heart Foundation, it was a little bit before my generation mm-hmm. because my generation is again it's like attitude era. So, you know, you know, Undertakers already have what what, maybe five, six year Mm-hmm. And Triple H already evolved into Triple H. The Rock was doing his thing, getting his yeah. beef on. So you know that that's usually my generation. Like but, the, for yeah. example, like The Rock and uh, Mick Foley. That's another good one. Oh, Rock they're not the greatest connection. of all time, but they're for what they were at the at their time and era. Funny, interesting, good story, good momentum, and kind of they make the best out of everything because their styles. If you think about their style, never 
blended with each other, but they made it work. So it was it was good. I also thought about um, God from New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're really good. They probably did one of the top Japanese them and um Gallo Luke um Anderson and Gallows are kind of like one of the top two tag teams that came over from New Japan. And also um those you probably have to do some research on these people. But um I was brought up like I mentioned way back. Um, watching wrestling in Puerto Rico. Um, there's a tag team that they still I will say wow I I've been watching since I moved to the states it's been almost 20 years and they're still wrestling. So I'm guessing they're the late 40s, Damn. 50s, well, probably late 40s. Um, it, they're called Line, Thunder and Lightning, kind of mm. hokey, kind of funny, but they were like the they were the big guys tag team, mass wrestlers, but they were big guys in Puerto Rico, and they're still going at it still now to this day. So over 20 years wrestling, and they're kind of one of the top people, one of the top tag teams in Puerto Rico, which is pretty good. There's all the people in Puerto Rico. You have um. Carlito, um, Colon, the dad, and Invader One. You have Invader One and Bronco. So those are like, if you want to search a little bit into Puerto Rico tag team, those are kind of like old school eighties, nineties wrestling. All right, which is but cool. that's all good and all. But I, I still gotta mention my number one. Uh, number my one. number one is the Hardy Boys. Hardy okay. Boys is what stole my, grabbed my attention, and like just just to stole my my childhood mm-hmm. because jeff and hardy was doing crazy thing uh this is not when they were blonde and were making their own outfit but more before they introduced lita into the unit and so like you easy, know like hardcore tag team like the hard, yeah the hardcore tag team those were the guys that really caught my attention uh so hardy boys in my list is like number one for like yeah Oh, is there my number one too? Well, guess what? I'm on I'm on that group too. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh I guess, you know, um I'm looking at this list in front of me too, right? And you know, I'm I'm just gonna read the top ten because like everybody else is just like Harlem Heat, you know, they're in my um honorable mention, Big Show and Keen. That was a really good group. Cesaro, even, sorry, even Big Show and Chris Jericho. Or Big Jer- Show, Jer- basically anybody with the Big Show, Big Show and Miz, Big Show and Jericho, Big Show and Kane, like it, he's makes a good tag team, especially him being like seven foot. You don't, you know, it's not him. I don't know if him and Jer- um, Rami Stewart were together, but like he could work with anybody and make it work. Yep. So here's the top ten that I found from the Bleacher Report top fifty team of uh, greatest tag team of all time, according to them. But you know, I'm reading from ten to one, right? So number ten is the the nightmare, uh, the Midnight Express. Uh, I I can see why. Uh, Dory and Terry Funk is number nine. That's um, old pretty school. old. That's 1970s. Uh, the Hardy Boys, Matt Matt and Jeff. Um, you know everything. The Demolition. Um, mm-hmm. very old school. Uh, like if you were watching the Boys Meet World, I think you actually met saw one of them in, in the show. I, I believe. Oh, that was the Road Warriors. I think that was the Road Warriors. I think probably. Okay, it, it was one of the two. Uh, the Steiners, uh, Rick and Scott, uh, is number seven. No, number six. Number seven is the Dem- Demolition. Number five, the Grand Finale. Um, like, honestly, I, I can't recall who that is, but they made the list. Uh, Degeneration X, uh, but. They have more of the stable uh, with uh, uh, Triple H, Sean, X-Pac, the New Age Outlaw, and China. Um, mm-hmm. 
as a group. The Dudleys, got to give it to the Dudleys. Uh, my number five, the Rock and Roll Express. Mid-80s, it was all about them. Um, kicking ass. Uh, number two, Edge and Christian. And <laughs> I'm like, over Hardy? Really? Well, I feel like they, Hardy opened the door, and I feel Edge and Christian busted open. Really? I feel like, basically, at one point, it was just Edge, um, Hardy Boys and Dudley Boys, back and forth. Then Edge and Christian came, and it's kind of like, from there, they propelled and kind of like, that's when Matt and Jeff kind of split up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, the era of Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy kind of like, took a backseat for Edge and Christian after they kind of became tag team. Okay, especially so that spear, that spear that Edge did on Jeff Hardy. I think that was either SummerSlam or WrestleMania 17. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it. Like I feel like either way, you know, you can't go wrong with the tag teams. But I feel like it, it, Edge and Christians and Matt and Jeff are kind of debatable. Basically, right. they them three, them and the Dolly Boys, kind of ran the division. Back and forth. Now, same thing that we have now with the Usos and the, and Usos and New Day, like back and mm-hmm. forth. So that's kind of what we saw back, back that and in, in the nineties. I mean, I, I hear your argument for it, but I'm, I'm I'm still like a Hardy Boys. Like Hardy for me is still number one. You know, even though it's like your argument is definitely valid. It's like you know, Christian, Chris and uh, Christian and and Edge were more consistent till uh you know they ran their own single run. Uh, but um, I'm a Hardy Boys through and through. Number one, if you don't know them, you are sleeping. Educate yourself in wrestling. It's the Road Warriors, and, and I think they have one of the best intros. The music you put, no, no, like they be like, water, like just that. You already know who they are. Like you'd even have to like finish the song, and it's just like that's. And also, they were managed by Paul Ellering, which is crazy. That he tried to copy oh. that with, yeah, he tried to copy that with AOP. It didn't work out as well, but you know he tried. But he he was a good manager for the for the for the two. Oh yeah, and his daughter did the tag team match on uh, Death Draw too. Fun mm-hmm. fact. All right, cool. So I'm gonna say this is a problem with Lucha Talk. I mean, we kind of improvised with the top five because since AEW was celebrating tag team, um, you know, tag team day, national. National Tag Team Day. Why? Why couldn't we do it too? I mean, it, it, I think Lucito said it well before the show. It was not the greatest show, but it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of things are building up for the near future. Uh, any final words before we do the sign off? No, I think uh, we covered it all. I think the only topic, kind of, sort of, that um, WWE is going to be start showing those who can't. You know, W bought a couple of indies. Companies mm-hmm. so now most of their material and productions and stuff is gonna be available at in their network. network so yeah. we're gonna see a, you know ev- um, evolve and some other indie stuff that they ICU, bought, which is other yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. So those that like missed out on the local scene now they could still see it anytime in the network. All right, bada beam, bada boom. Um, and that tag team is never gonna be on my what Domino, Deuce and Domino, not, not no, not beam, uh, no, no, I'm talking oh, um, about um, the, yeah, the Italian, Cassidy, the, oh no, Cassidy. I thought you were talking about Enzo, um, not Enzo, um, uh, what's his name, the real blood Italian, 
Remember? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Nah, I was thinking I was talking about Enzo and Cassidy, but they they're pretty that. good. I, I feel like they they, they ah. were they were good for NXT. They, they were worked good for in NXT. gimmicks. Yeah. They were good for, to me they were good for gimmicks. Uh Enzo definitely, you know, the mouth. Uh Cass, Big Cass definitely had a opportunity to be having a good single run, but he a lot of yeah. politics and stuff going backstage for him. Potential went down the drain. Mm-hmm. So uh, so this is the Providence Lucha Talk. If you like what we do and you've been supporting us since day one, or you just found us out and you just want to continue supporting us, well, we got two for two words for y'all. Follow us. You know what I'm saying? You can follow us again on the YouTube, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, as well as on our audio contents on Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. You know, ask, you know, send us your top five. You know, we will we would like to talk about it too with you and agree or disagree and just have a friendly debate, debacle, but no fighting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no point. But anyway, my name is Jay Aguila. And we say good night. See ya. Deuce. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.